Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 205, recorded live on Sunday, May 15th, 2011. And here are your hosts, the man who knows things but is not aware of things, Dave Play. Hey! The man who is aware of things and does not know things, Andy Lowe. Hi. Wow, so if we put ourselves together, we'd have, like, the perfect brain. Well, we'd have one perfect brain, and we'd have one... Dysfunctional. Yes. So what Andy's referencing is my inability to connect two temporal events, such as... Uh, I have class on Wednesday and I record on Saturday. Oy. And I record on Saturday and they should be happening at the same time. And I'm getting better at it. At least this time I gave you more than like five minutes notice. Yes, but you gave me what? About 48 hours notice? It is still an improvement. Yes. But to, to, to put that in perspective, when did you register for this class? In early April, possibly in March. Ooh! No, it, it had to be after Passover. Okay. So, mid-April. Mid-April. Okay. I think, pretty sure it was in mid-April. Oh, I should let you know that we're probably going to do a random topic recap next week. Because okay. I'm flying out to Reno. What? Ah? Yes. Okay. Seeing Catherine? Yes. Ah. Have fun. So, there. I'll give you a week's notice. Andy gives me a... So, when did you buy your ticket? <laughs> uh, <laughs> when did I buy the ticket? I bought I, I the ticket to, February. For a sec. February ah. 25th. <laughs> so... You've known about this for how long? No, I'm not going to do that to you. <laughs> Pots and kettles, Dave. Pots yep. and kettles. Yep. Geeks and nerds. We're so good at some things, and yet other things... Like the geek calling the nerd dorky? Does that work? I don't know. As a new pot and kettle? I don't think you need a new pot and kettle. The pot and kettle... Granted, most of the pots and kettles No one now, uses... Pots and kettle. Well, yeah, who uses pots. a kettle no anymore? No one uses a kettle, and certainly not a black one. <laughs> They're all, like, brushed aluminum and plastic and fiberglass kettles. <laughs> fiberglass kettles? How well would I'm that sure work on a stove? Probably very well. I was to say, who uses a stove anymore? But everybody uses a stove. Everybody uses a stove. But no one uses, like, a, a giant black pot. I don't Close, know. All our cast iron skillet all our pots are black granted they're uh that's teflon coating on the inside well no there's some sort of like because it's it's like a non-stick iron anodized something well it, it's going to be anodized aluminum but the non-stick is teflon oh okay that, that's pretty much all non-stick in the kitchen is teflon so it's an anodized aluminum with a teflon coating yeah Anodized okay. aluminum is going to be a silverish color. And then the black is just the coating on top. Okay. It's Teflon. So, yes, I think it is time for a new expression for the pot in the kettle. And I'm a, a big fan of the nerd, was the dork calling, the, oh, the geek calling the nerd dorky. You could even move them around. You could say the nerd calling the dork geeky. It's just, it's too much of a mouthful. So is the pot calling the kettle. 
just you have those hard sounds, the the t and the k. Yeah, and the the other ones are just kind of it all just molds together in your mouth. Okay, well, you come up with something better than Andy. <laughs> I'm saying go with the classic. We, st- we still say, I- oh, could you dial up somebody, even though nobody's actually using a dial anymore? That's because to dial has become a verb in itself. I'm just saying, sometimes the classics still work. Just, just saying. You're, no. No? No. no. Mm-hmm. So what class are you taking? Android programming. Ah. See, the really funny thing is, I've told you about it. And I even told you it would be on Saturdays, and you failed to make that connection, too. It's an eight-hour class. You told me you were doing classes, but you said nothing yep. of them on Saturdays. No, it's, it's eight. Well, Andy, when else am I going to take them? Sundays. <laughs> Evening classes. You go, go find me a public university or college that has Sunday classes. Um, I actually can, because I know one of the Eastern's classes had stuff on Sundays. Okay, well, that's probably true. I th- I'm sure U of M had a Sunday class somewhere. WCC, I believe, does not. Pretty sure the college is closed on Sundays. Well, I know Eastern didn't, so point for me. Fine. And yeah, evening classes. You could take evening, cla- evening classes. I could. Yeah, Saturdays. It, it seems or like... Or I could just take a Saturday class. Yes, but when you compare a university, the number of classes that are on the evening versus the number of classes on a Saturday? I did tell you that it's an eight-hour class. I believe I even told you on the show that it's an eight-hour class. Nope. Nope? Nope. Okay. Yeah, it's an eight-hour class. It's from nine to five. (laughs) Well, that's good to know, Dave. It's very good to know. I have not sat and stared at a computer screen for so long in months. Since the last time you played WoW? No, I played WoW less than a week ago. Okay, so since the last time you really played WoW? Nope, since I worked as a computer technician. Okay, that would, you would stare at a computer a while then. Yeah. Although even then, I only worked five hours a day. Four to five hours a day. So even then I didn't stare at the screen. So probably, yeah, since I was doing like raiding on WoW. Oh. Which was years ago. Oh, boy. Yeah, anyways, I had a huge headache yesterday. <laughs> That's because you can't stare at a computer screen for that long in a row. Yeah, I need to remember to take breaks. Yeah. Have a little timer and just have no screen time. And I just, like, turn off the screen. And my teacher will come by and be like, Dave, why is your screen off? Because I don't want to get a headache. You could do some stuff with pencil and paper, too. Flow charts planning out your stuff, especially since Android's based off of Java and Java's based off yep. of object. I oh I, I scribbled oh god no 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 it, it doesn't work like that. No? Not really. I did sketch a couple things out before I started typing. But my sketches usually take me like, you know, twenty seconds. Cause I just make very rough I want this and this and it leads to this. I don't tend to do flow charts for my programming. Really? Yeah. Hmm. That's how I always started with with flowcharts. I know it is. But you have to do it very differently when you start doing it web-based. Why? GUI-based. Wait, I'm I'm slightly confused by that. Okay. The way Android works is it keeps the GUI separate from the programming. Hmm. And see, you use the App Inventor, so you don't really see that. Although you do, you just don't know that you see it. Well, the GUI was always a separate part of the program. 
Right. And with the kept, App Inventor, you could only use one screen. So it, It's kept completely different. The GUI is an XML file. Okay. The program is Java. See, that's and all interfacing my... interfacing between the two is a pain in the ass. Yeah, that's why most of our... my Well, actually, all of my Java class was just based yep. off of running the program and not dealing with the GUI at all. Yep. Oh, by the way, my teacher is writing a very similar app to yours. Oh? Not quite the same, but really darn close. What's he doing? Uh, he's writing an app that will use the GPS and track where he is and post it to a website. Oh, there's tons of those already out there. Yeah. And then there's a sister app, a companion app, that will notify his wife when he's getting close to the finish line. <laughs> that is pretty dang similar. <laughs> yeah, I still need to get the GPS to work with the program, but I haven't touched it in forever. Yeah. I still need to start running again, jeez. Yeah, hey, I mean, it's getting to marathon season. Yeah, let's see. When does Nike tell me that I need to start running again? <laughs> Why are you looking at what Nike tells you? Because that's what I use as my training program. The the Nike has some free training programs that work with the Nike Plus. Ah. Has anyone written a Nike Plus integrator to Android yet? Uh, I am not sure. Side note, the Nike website is horrible. It's taking forever to load the uh, login little app, whatever it's got. Hey, look at that. Nike Plus... Android, unofficial. Well, of course. Mm-hmm. Coach. Loading. Oh, Loading. it's just... Oh, I need to start running on the 7th. Uh-huh, time to get moving. Yeah. Ugh. All right. Yay. It's, it's, it's like running. It's just I need to run with a goal in mind. It's just there's no goal. Do I really want General fitness? I already am pretty fit. I broke 140. Up or down? What do you mean? You broke 140 going up or 140 going down? Why would I? When have I ever? I, I don't know, Andy. That's why I'm asking. <laughs> no, Dave, you shouldn't be asking because when have I ever? I weighed more than 140. <laughs> yes. I wanted to make sure. I d- <laughs> Remember, I'm not the only one listening here. True. For those of us who don't know, I have been the tiny one. Andy is, well, yeah, for a long time. One hundred forty now. Yeah, that's all muscle, you jackass. No, it's not. It's not. No, but you're actually putting on honest to god weight. I guess so. Uh oh. I know. Craziness. Andy, that's not good. <laughs> Meh. It seems my metabolism's actually finally catching up to everybody else's. Well, slowing down. Slowing to down else's. to everyone else's. But if that's the case, your eating habits need to change. <sighs> but I like my eating habits. Of exactly. <laughs> anything. That's why I say it's a problem. Yeah. I was trying to think of how to segue out of that. We can't. No. So, oh, things that are going on today. Um, if you wanted to, Dave, at 3 p.m., the DSO, which is the Detroit Symphony Orchestra, yes. is putting on a free webcast of their concert today. Cool. I don't know why you posted this on the topic list, cause well, by the because by the time this gets out... Well, <laughs> I'm glad you said that, Dave, because there are two more that are upcoming. Uh, oh, 
free webcast to the DSO, which is yes. actually a very good orchestra. Mm-hmm. Okay, so today is Mozart and Stravinsky. What are the other ones? Uh, there's going to be one on the 20th and one on the 26th. I'm not are exactly they sure. Also, both Mozart and Stravinsky. Um, well, let's see what's on the 20th. I see Beethoven, Civic Jazz, and it's the at 10:45 a.m. on Friday. They're going to have the all Beethoven with the live performance in HD. Ooh. And let's see the 26th. That's Thursday. All Tchaikovsky. Okay. At 7:30 p.m. So. So. Um, the- you you do have to register, so you have to give out your name and email and stuff. Yeah. So most likely it will be added to the DSO list. But you could fake most of that. Yeah. Um. So dso.org for yep. watching the DSO live. In case you cool want awesome. to feel culture cultured. Culture is good. Mm-hmm. It's extremely good for civilization. Dun dun dun. And okay. More uh, details coming out of the. What, what is he calling it? Civ... Civ World. Yes, Civ World for Facebook. It's supposedly coming out this summer. Which could mean any time in the next 10, 14 weeks. Yep. Um, the idea is you're going to be in a game with 200 other people. Ooh, okay. And... Do you get to choose which 200? Um, are you going to be able to choose 200 people, Dave? I don't know. Probably not. You could probably hook up with a couple of people because the um, teamwork is kind of key. Because okay. um, you can do your things. But this is quoting him, Sid Meier. Uh, you can do those things your, yourself, but you'll be most effective. Science, for example, if a couple of people are researching the same technology, then that technology will be discovered more quickly and you can all use it. Okay. So you're working against people, but then you, I guess. But you're also working with people. So you'll get a bonus if you're working with people, but then there's still going to be basically a winner of the 200 people. It's like a giant game of diplomacy. Yeah. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. That's not going to be good. Until they start throwing in, like, alliances, in which case you'll get guilds being run. and You'll get people spamming you to ask their, to join their defensive yep. treaty. Yep. Oh, I worry about that, Andy. I don't know. It's, it seems like it could be interesting. Since oh, it'll be interesting. Saying, he's saying it's an actual Civ game. Yep. Just the pacing is done a little different, and there's going to be 200 people all playing at once. Yep. But, I mean, remember the Pit, Bo- Pit Boss games that we played? Pit oh, games. God, Boy. I hated Pit Boss. Where it's it, like, okay, waiting, 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 40 hours later, take your damn turn. <laughs> Well, maybe it's... I don't think we ever finished a Pit Boss game. No, we didn't. It was just such a pain in the butt to pass that email around. I am kind of curious to try the multiplayer in Civ Five because it might actually work better, but we'll have to find more... I could just play against you. This summer. True. You'd probably kick my ass because you've been playing it. <laughs> Depends on who my... Uh, which civilization I get, because some of them I just suck at. Other ones I am, I'm great at, but others, oh, it's bad. Is it? I actually kind of like playing as America. It's weird, I know, because most of the time America's always sucked. Oh, they get the Marines. Well, in um, Civ Five, they get the Minutemen. Yeah. Which is like a scout. Ooh. They don't have to pay any, um, like they can, 
they can use all terrain as basically flat land. Cool. So yeah, they can they can run around. They can literally run circles around the other guys. Yep. With if you're in all really mountain areas. Yeah, well, that's why I said you can you can actually do a circle around a guy as he's moving right. around because you can move a lot more than everybody right. else. So right. Civ Five coming out? Not Civ Five. Civ World. <laughs> Civ Five is out. Civ yes. World is coming out on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I wonder how they're going to get the one more turn thing on Facebook. I don't know. They said the game's going to end, and then somebody's going to be declared a victor, and then they're going to start a new game. So. Okay. I don't know. I don't Speaking know. Of Facebook, though. Yes. Uh, Consumer Reports did a study, and there are 20 million miners on Facebook. 20 million miners? Yes. Not like okay. pickaxe miners, but underage miners. Children, yeah. Yes. Um, 20 million miners. 7.5 million of those are younger than 13. Okay. And more than 5 million were younger than 10. Okay. Um, Facebook's for terms of service requires that a user be at least 13 years old. Oh. <laughs> now, is that 13 without, I mean, like, maybe it's under 13 with parent permission? Um, maybe it's the parent making a profile for the kid? Well, the, the, the current setup with Facebook says it restricts use to people 13 and older because of the COPPA, which is the Children's Online Privacy Protection Act. Right. So, um... They could set it up so you could make it useful for children under 13, but you'd have to make it somehow able for the children to get parents' permission before they can use it, which it's currently not set up that way. So technically, you're not supposed to use it if you're under 13 Hmm. in its current form. But 7.5 million people are under 13 and using Facebook. So, yeah. Hmm. Okay. So in more exciting news, well, I'm just saying you, people should, something's a little wrong there. They should either A, set it up. They should to, allow for parents' permission and parental supervision, but they, mm-hmm. they shouldn't just deny them the use of this amazing online social service. Well, they're not denying them the use. Technically, Clearly. they should be, though. Yeah. <laughs> the way it's currently set up, there are 7.5 million people on Facebook who should not be on Facebook. Right. Probably significantly more than that, actually. <laughs> Probably. So what's your more exciting news? Netflix. Woo, Netflix. On Android. Woo, Android. On your G2. Well, okay. I don't have a data plan, so... No, but you could do it Wi-Fi. Okay, I don't have Netflix. Well, that would be a problem. <laughs> yeah, Netflix is now finally available for Android. Uh, they announced it on May 12th. It has been announced for only certain phones. Oh, dun, dun, dun. But more phones are going to be added. How many phones do they currently have on the list? Let me see. The HTC Incredible, the Nexus One, the Evo 4G, the G2, and the Nexus S. Ah. So mostly HTC's phones and the Nexus S. However... You can go on to Lifehacker. How to install Netflix on almost any Android device. Oh, there you go. Yes. <laughs> this is the problem with an open system. <laughs> uh, you, you have to root your phone, but you can install the Netflix app on any Android device, and it will work. 
Granted, there might be issues because it's not officially supported, but you end up actually just tricking the operating system into thinking your phone is not your phone. That it's a different kind of phone. Oh, that's so funny. It's like, oh, it only works on these phones. Okay. Tell, tell the program your phone. <laughs> tell is one the of those operating phones. system that it's one of those phones. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But yeah, I'm kind of excited for this. I think this is really cool. What are you planning on watching on your phone? I don't know. I don't have Netflix yet. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm not able to use it yet, but I'm so excited. Well, do you know what's coming to Netflix in like a month? What? Star Trek. Really? All of Star Trek. Hmm. It's not really that exciting to me because I've got all of TNG at the moment. Yes, but you don't have all of DSN. Why'd you call it DSN and not DS9? Because it's DSN. But that just makes it, that makes it a little bit more confusing. When you say DS9, you, it's like... <laughs> I think like the official nomenclature would be TOS, TNG, DS9... VOI... V-O-I? V-O-Y. Okay, I was going to say, V-O-I makes no sense. No, V-O-Y, yes, you are correct. E-N-T. Oh, E-N-T. Yeah, I know, you guys didn't like Enterprise. I like Scott Bakula, just not in that. It was not his best role. Yeah. The guy from Quantum Leap was his best role. I know, Sam, and, oh, not Sam. No, yeah, Sam and Ziggy and Al. Al. Yay, Al. Oh, yeah. So I got a segue for you, Dave. Okay. On the Life Hacker, Life Hacker article on the right, there's a Hive 5, which is five best apps for real-time video chat. Yeah. First one listed, Skype. Skype, I assume. Yes. That's, that's a stretch of a segue, but we can do that. Okay, so Skype. Yes. Skype. Just announced on their blog yes. that they were bought by Microsoft for $8.5 billion. I wish I had a company that was worth $8.5 billion to someone. You see, now this one make, this acquisition makes a little bit more sense. Than when eBay bought it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. eBay bought Skype. What? Why? I wonder if eBay was just waiting to sell it. That it was a commodity to them. I could see it that way. Like, we bought this because we knew that eventually it would be worth more. So, what do you think of Skype being bought by Microsoft? Uh, It'll be interesting to see what they do with it, because they can certainly integrate it far more than eBay could. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it would be really awesome if there were Skype connectivity with Xbox Live. That's your that's your big thought is, ooh, we could connect it to Xbox Live. Well, okay, what else, Andy, would you do with Skype and Microsoft? You are Microsoft. You just spent $8.5 billion to acquire this. What would you do? I'd put it on my Windows Phone 7s. Well, of course. I'd put it on Xbox Live. Okay. I'd have it pre-installed with Windows. Because you have MSN Messenger, which is not big in the U.S., but it's big in Europe. Yeah. So it seems like you're almost just bought a competitor a little bit. Okay. Because it's like, okay. I'm, it, I'm waiting to hear what you would do, Andy. That's all I'm thinking is they would just fold it into MSN Messenger. Yeah, the last choice is actually uh, dissolve the company. That's what I would do is just, okay, you've got a backbone. You've got a system set up. 
give it the MSN name, and there you go. Because mm-hmm. they, they always have been. Like, even when you go to buy a web camera, they always have the, the Microsoft web camera that works with MSN Messenger. Or you have the web cameras that work with Skype. Which, really, it's the same thing. One works yeah. with both of them. But there's still, that's the, that's the label that's on the camera. Yep. So you just combine the two. Instead no. of MSN Messenger, it's MSN Skype or something like that. I did see a uh, funny image online. Somebody sent it to me through IRC. Well, they just posted it to IRC. And they took the Skype logo and the Microsoft.net logo and combined the two. That's kind of scary. So you got Skynet. <laughs> That's really funny, and I hadn't <laughs> thought about that. I didn't think about it either until I saw it, and then I went, oh! Skynet. Skynet. <laughs> well, it is a global communication system combined with Microsoft. <laughs> Who have got you just computers plug everywhere. And you're done. Uh, and I wonder what how Watson would do if they actually had the internet. Well, it would have to parse between accurate and inaccurate information. That is true. It would also have to probably actually take longer to find stuff. So you'd have to you'd spend so much time going out to the net and then getting information and coming back if it wasn't on your right. I mean, a lot of the power of Watson was the the database that they had set up. Mm-hmm. Okay, next topic. Let's go. Okay, um, the FCC approved the yes. NBC Comcast merger, right? Yes. Which and then had... the, the person in the FCC responsible for that, is this your topic? Yes. Yeah, she is resigning from the FCC to go work at, dun-dun-dun, NBC Universal. <laughs> yes, I will approve the merger of your company, only if you give me a job. I mean, um, yeah. Well, it's like, okay, I approve the merger. She was one of the Republicans who approved it. And then four months later, she steps down and somehow gets a job... Working, working as there. the senior vice president of government affairs for NBC Universal, which most likely means a lobbyist for NBC yeah. Universal. Now she will not be allowed to work with the FCC, and she, like her her work at NBC will not include talking to the FCC. So instead, she'll just talk to. But she'll talk to Congress. Yeah, and will probably make ungodly amounts of money for a company that she okayed a merger on. That's kind of ethically gray. There is a lot of ethically grayness in politics. Yeah. It's pretty not cool, is what it is. I still remember talking with Hans at uh, the past election, but I think the one before that, about ethics and politics. And I think that conversation lasted for about like 45 minutes, which for talking with Hans... That's a long conversation. Well, no, no, talking with Hans, that's a short one, especially if you're in an argument with him. Okay, I'll grant you that. I mean, when I talk to Hans, it's going to be an hour. <laughs> it's just, it, that's what you assume. Yep. You won't realize it's an hour until it's done. You're like, oh, crap. <laughs> Where did the time go? I don't know. I need to go do something. <laughs> I'm glad I did not have any boiling water on the stove. Yeah. <laughs> So, Dave, what is this? The University of Chicago goes librarian free? Yeah. 
one of the libraries at University of Chicago will not have a librarian. It will be a fully automated library. Uh, okay, from the outside, the new library appears to be a glass dome sitting on the ground. Inside the dome, visitors will find no bookshelves and no stacks, only reading tables in a reading room. You go to the desk, basically the counter, and you find the book you want with a computer interface, basically browse the database, and you hit, I want this, and a little robot arm will go and fetch it for you. Oh, it's kind of like Eastern's library had that. Did they? Yeah. Some, they had some of the uh, books still on the shelves, but a majority of the uh, books were actually in storage in the basement. So you could you would look up the book, and if you could see if it's on shelf or it's in storage. And if it's in storage, you can put a call for the book. And then five minutes later, go down to the front desk, and you could pick up the book to right, check out. That, that was – you would put it – the the request for it and someone from the front desk would go down and get it no 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 it was a robot machine it was a robot yeah we got to, okay. i actually got to see that one time because we were in the uh one of the tv studios for classes our little like not an official tv studio but what we use as a tv studio for classes was going under renovation at one point so we actually used the official studio for easterns which their studio, oh my god, was amazing and was barely ever used at all. And we're sitting there going, how come we're using this crap studio if you literally have this thing sitting in the library basement? And it's yep. really nice. So um, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, so we actually got to, we got to go through the basement through the authorized visitors only or only, whatever door. Yeah. And so we got to see some of the robotic arms. It was kind of interesting. So... so mm. Volumes are searched for online and retrieved by cranes. I don't know how I would feel, though, if there was never... Well, as they say here, you you do lose something, because with the old system of sorting by category, when you found your book, you looked around it and you could find other books on the same topic. Yes. And you do kind of lose that. At the same yep. time... You also lose a human who could help you with your research. Well, not entirely. You could still have a research librarian there. They just wouldn't be responsible for putting the books on the shelf. Mm. You don't like it? I don't know. I'm. It's. It's definitely different. It almost takes a search engine and puts it in a library, if that makes any sense. I, I, mm, sorry, Kate literally just said something that you said like 30 seconds earlier, and so <sighs> I'm displeased with this Sunday recording. I'm sorry. I'm giving you a look, but this is an audio podcast, so it's not working. Yeah. I mean, Tetris we, we Eye, well, speaking stop. of looks, Tetris Eyes? Yeah, Tetris. Don't you remember Tetris Eye? No. You sit Tetris and play eyes? Tetris for hours and hours, and when you get up and close your eyes, you still see falling blocks? You've never had that happen to you? No. What about Dance Dance after playing that for a while when you get off and you see arrows scrolling up? No. Wow. Ask Kate real fast. Ask Kate what? If she's ever had, if she's ever played Tetris. If she's ever gone insane? Is that what you're asking? Yes, ask her. (laughs) Okay. Dave is asking if you've ever played a game so much that when you close your eyes after you're done playing it, you still see the game. Yeah, no. This... To me, that just says, I'm going crazy. Well, 
evidently you're sort of right, but mostly wrong. <laughs> what do you mean? It is called time transfer phenomenon. Okay. And it's that your brain is actually still playing the game. Game transfer phenomenon happen when video game elements are associated with real-life elements, triggering subsequent thoughts, sensations, and or player actions. So, after playing Portal, you actually go around and think of... Well, it, it's not only that you go around, it's, you could close your eyes and still see it. Mostly, it, it, the reason I wrote down Tetris Eye is because that's where this started, is people would pay, play Tetris for hours on end. Which and I then, have done. I've literally burned batteries out playing Tetris. Yeah, and then you, you close your eyes and you'll see falling blocks. No, that that, that has never happened to me. I'd, either A, I um, can disassociate the game from everything else, or B, I don't play them long enough. Oh, then you are true. absolutely special. I am special. Dave has lost touch with reality. <laughs> A bit. When did I ever have touch with reality? I'm not sure. I do not know. So why'd you post the Steam's monthly hardware survey? Because we haven't talked about it in a while. Oh, geez. NVIDIA has that much of the market now? Yeah. that See? It's worth bringing up every so often. <laughs> what happened when AMD bought ATI? Um, the 50-50 split between NVIDIA and ATI went to a 60-30 split. Oh, jeez. With 10% just kind of out there. Yeah, I have used to be ATI. Uh, no, I'm still ATI on the laptop. Yep. NVIDIA has absolutely dominated the market, as has Intel, for that yeah. matter. Well, Intel, Intel always has, was. It used to be pretty close. I don't Until think it used the, to be the pretty close. Core two duos came out it was pretty close if i had a chance to get in one of the nice really intel i something processors in my laptop that'd be nice i want to know who these 3.4 percent of people with a mac mini playing steam are are the 23 percent still using an imac yep <laughs> oh i love how um 53.61 percent are using four gigabytes now for ram now Which here's they're a, using uh, a 64-bit system. Here, here's something that's interesting: is on the Windows uh, for July 2010. Yeah, uh, it talks about what applications are installed, and if you look at the first application that has a 100% installation, this is why I dislike surveys. <laughs> What are you talking about? Everybody has Steam. 100% of the people surveyed had Steam. Durr. <laughs> Andy, can you perhaps tell me why 100% of the people had Steam running? Um, because this survey was done using the Steam application. Yes. If you didn't have Steam, you weren't surveyed. Is this a representative sample of the United States or even the world? I'm Could just I curious. go to any computer and have it have Steam on it? <laughs> I I am curious though who are the three point two one percent that don't have Adobe Flash iPhones. You have an iPhone that's running Steam yet doesn't have Flash. It's I don't know. <laughs> I I don't know. It. Uh... Keep in mind this is from July twenty ten. True. So it is slightly behind, but still that's yep. 
But the the new survey, the top part of it is for uh, April of this year. Every fifty percent of people have a multi-core CPU. Yep. Twenty one percent have a nineteen twenty by ten eighty resolution. God, right, well, that's granted, that's what I have at the moment as well. Forty percent have Windows Seven, sixty four bit Windows Seven. Yeah. Which where's the sixty four oh, bit version of Steam? That's my question. They expand. Awesome. Oh. Second place is XP 32-bit. <laughs> Between the two of them, they have 60% of the market. Oh, that's hilarious. Mac, does, Mac has 2% of the Steam market. <laughs> Almost 3%. Well, it, Steam just came out on the Mac, so... Yeah, but still, 3% of the market. Well, Mac. yeah, because what gamer in their right mind would be running a Mac? Clearly, about 3% of them. <laughs> Although we have no guarantee that they're in their right mind. My guess is somehow somebody got it as a gift and they wanted to play a game. So they finally got Steam. They're like, yeah. Mm -hmm. I get to play something other than Marathon. There is a hundredth of a percent that have a 12 CPU. Oh, God. (laughs) Most either have two or four CPUs. But a hundredth of a percent has a 12 CPU computer that's gotta be like five people oh there's my graphics card there the ati mobility radeon hd 40 yeah i am part of 0.98 percent good for you see this is why i put this on here andy because it's worth looking at the second most common language on steam russian really who knew i thought it was going to be japanese or chinese no japanese is way down there's only 80 uh, 0.82% have Japanese as their language. Hmm. Chinese isn't, it's it's just below that. And then there's simplified Chinese even further down. I want to know why there's an unknown. <laughs> How does Steam not know what language Steam is set at? 31% of people have a hard drive space of 250 gigabytes to 500 gigabytes. And there's 25% over a terabyte. Jeez. I also want to know who the three percent of people are who have a free terabyte, free yep. space of yep. above a terabyte. All right, we we gotta get moving. Come on, we got stuff to do. Uh, Google Music Beta. Yes, it has been released. I've signed up for the beta already. So have I. Haven't gotten my invite yet. No. Nope. I find it interesting though to basically back up your entire music library on the cloud. Cause yeah. That's. That's I wonder if they're of... actually going. Well, but I wonder if they're going to or they're not. I mean, are they? If if I were in Google's position, I'd say, okay, go ahead and upload all your music. By the way, it's going to take forever. <laughs> but the first thing we're going to do is check the uh, MD5 checksum, and if we already have that file on our servers, we're not going to recopy it. Oh, that's true. We just give you access to that file. So there's going to be a lot of duplication at the beginning. Well, that's the, the that's the point. Is there won't be duplication. No, you're right. That you'll just and in fact that'll speed up the upload because it'll say no, don't upload that file. We don't need it. <laughs> we have so, it. They'll just upload your library file first, which is a tiny text file, and then once yeah. the library file is uploaded, then it will go. Oh, okay. We need this file, this file, this file, and this file. That's what I would do. I wonder if there's there should be like a contest just to see. Um, Hmm. Side note, I just opened up iTunes just to see how big my music folder is, which is 50 gigabytes. Um, but and I wonder if I broke my... Legit. 
I wonder if I broke my podcast counter because I'm stuck at 999. <laughs> 999 unread. No, yeah, unlistened to podcasts. <laughs> Granted, 116 of those are um, Podrunner podcasts, which are basically just my um, exercise tracks for when I go running. Wow, Andy, that's impressive. I can't wait for this to show up, though, because the fact that, um, I'm, well, I've got the workaround for putting my songs on my phone through iTunes, but I wonder if this would work better once it became legit. Yep. I really want, um, I, I want it to have, and I hope it has, the smart playlist functionality in iTunes. That's what does it for me in iTunes. It's the only reason I use iTunes. It's the smart playlist. Yes, I know. They're yeah. amazing. So I, I really hope that Google kind of copies that. Yeah. I will be sad if they don't. <laughs> well, this was actually announced during the Google I.O. Indeed. Which... As, and, and there are many other things that have come out of Google, such as Android at home. Which you could set up your lights to be controlled by Android. Not just your lights. This brings up... We're not going to have time... For- for the review this week. I hope you know that. Because this this opens a small can of worms. Do you recall we've had a discussion several times about a certain refrigerator? Yes, the refrigerator. Oh. The refrigerator that knows what you're putting into it and what you're taking out of it. Oh, the smart fridge. That was an example. <laughs> that was an example? That was an example of the possibilities of Android at home. Oh, gosh. Was that you would wire up your fridge. (laughs) So I have this to say to you, sir. Ha! Uh, What are you laughing at? I wanted the smart fridge as well. Kate's the only one who doesn't want... No, Kate's the one who was arguing against the smart fridge. Kate was arguing against it? Yeah. Okay. Ha! I I want the fridge. You want the fridge. Kate says she'll just dump everything out on the floor. (laughs) Just well, to mess with fine. it. But when she puts it back in the fridge, it will know that it's way emptier. Oh. You, you just have to radio tag all the food. I know. Granted, or you'd have, have image to, recognition. You'd have to radio tag well, that or a barcode scanner, one of the two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm excited at the prospect of a fridge that knows to order milk for me because my milk is two weeks past expiration. I know that is. I would love that. Just to say, fridge, could you uh, generate a shopping list for me? Okay, here you go. You go up to your fridge, like, what would you like to eat? I would like this, this, and this. And it says, okay, here's what you need. I'll go place the order. Go pick it up. (laughs) Granted, she's calling me a putz now for this. This is. (laughs) She's calling you a putz? Yes. Awesome. Because. I will not bother myself the five minutes for actually generating a shopping list. Yes. Okay, we're going shopping today. We will time how long it takes to create a shopping list. Fine. <laughs> it, is... it really doesn't take very long, Andy. No, I know. Especially I know it doesn't take long at all. like grocery IQ. <laughs> Score one, <Kate>. <laughs> <laughs> You're, you're going to lose this one, my friend. All right, so what is this Google making fun of Apple at I.O.? Yeah, there was a uh, a picture at Google I.O. during one of the keynotes of an Android sitting, eating an apple. <laughs> and it, you know, it's just these subtle little pokes and jabs and jests. 
<laughs> there was a binary Morse code on the back of the Google I.O. t-shirt that was given to everybody. Yep. It, it turns out to be Morse code. After plugging the Morse code translator, you find the message is actually an HTTP address. It's a URL if you don't want to... Uh... Plugging the URL into your browser, you find that it forwards you to a page that invites you to Andro... Androidify yourself? Androidify. Androidify. With the t-shirt. <laughs> oh, and the URL shortener, the um, extension A4C639, is actually the hex value for Android Green. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're silly. That's silly. Isn't it, though? <laughs> All right, what do we have to hit? Is that everything? Um, the PlayStation Network is partially back online. Oh, that's right. In the U.S. and Canada, it's actually yes. fully back online. Um, I don't know about worldwide, but I know in the U.S. and Canada, it's fully back online. Well, the uh, the sign-in for PlayStation Network's back online. The restoration of online gameplay across PS3, PSP, access to a couple of other things. But yeah, it's not fully online until the end of this month. So they're just rolling it. It's a rolling restart, I guess, which includes a firmware upgrade. Yep. Which... Um, also requires you to change your password, and passwords can only be changed on the PS3 on which the PSN account was activated. So I hope uh, nobody <laughs> changed their PS3 for another one. Oops. So, yay, it's finally back. And there's a not yay. There's actually a boo. What's um, the boo? LimeWire versus the RIAA, basically. Yeah. The U.S. District court found LimeWire liable for copyright infringement and basically uh, said that they would have to pay as much as $1.4 billion. That's a lot of money. Yeah, so um, they settled for paying $105 million. I love how they settled for $105 million. <laughs> God, $105 million to pay to the RIAA from LimeWire. Granted, who still uses LimeWire? I don't know. I it, it's such a cesspool of it. It's the Moss Eisley station of file share. Let's look at the uh, okay the applications from July 2010. Let's see if LimeWire is even on that from the Steam. It, nope, not no, on there. It, it's not. It's not. There's a bunch of BitTorrent on there. <laughs> yeah, LimeWire. Uh, UTorrent. What else is on here? BitTorrent itself. Oh, yeah, there's BitTorrent right there. Azurus. Oh, BitComet. <laughs> or Azurus, whatever it's called. Okay. Uh, our games? Well, I was just to say the April numbers came out. If you're bringing up hardware, I'm bringing up software. Too late. Too late. Nope. No, it's too late. We'll hit it next week. They increased in sales from the previous year. 961 Good million. Good for them. Really? I mean, yeah. Fine. Anyway, our games... We both picked SimCity. Oh, I assume that that's really... We picked SimCity series. Actually, no, because you have SimCity and SimCity 2000 on there. Oh, well, okay. But, oh man, SimCity. Played that. There were times where we wanted to just make money, so we just leave it running overnight, and then somehow accidentally realize that we left... um, Disasters on. Yeah. And so you'd leave it running overnight and you'd be able to come back and everything would be destroyed because it got hit by an earthquake and a tsunami and a tornado and Godzilla and everything under the sun. And you yep. weren't there to fix it. Oops. So I wonder you, if SimCity 2000 would 
even run on these computers anymore. You can actually download um, the open version of SimCity. What is it called? Populous? That was the original version of SimCity. No, it wasn't called Populous. It was called... Uh, what was it called? Uh, Micropolis. Micropolis. Yes. Awesome. The SimCity source code was released under the GPL3 free software license under the name Micro- Micropolis, which cool. has a source code on Google Code, and you can... SimCity for one laptop per child and everything else. So if you really wanted to pay, play SimCity, you could download the free open source version. Okay, then. Oh, SimCity. So remember how Detroit was one of the uh, SimCity scenarios? And its scenario was crime. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. That's not good. No. But it was... I still actually remember... Um, between, I was waiting for classes in the science building. I think I was waiting for my astronomy class. But the science building is also the um, the civil services building as well. So okay. it handled all like the, the people who were doing stuff for um, city planning and that sort of stuff. And like, right. the city architecture, that sort of thing. And one of the classes, they were just sitting there playing SimCity 2000 and SimCity. I thought it was just so funny that that was part of their class was to deal with SimCity just for a bit. It was kind of interesting just to go in there and just see what people were doing. They were actually quite helpful to explain what they were doing and why they were doing it this way and that way. Mm. Oh, it uses me more that SimCity was actually a, a good simulation for that. I guess it was just something just to, to see. I would yeah. expect SimCity 2000 to be better than SimCity, but SimCity was still... That would be my phone. I was leaving it. I accidentally put it on the wire. That was bad. <laughs> Oops. God, how many? Damn it. There's a lot of them for SimCity. Yeah, and SimCity 2000 and 3004 and 5. Okay. And, yeah. Anyways. Anyways, yeah. SimCity is a good game. It is. So is SimTower and SimAnt. Which will, well, we already are also on the list. Okay, Sim review. Tower, we haven't gotten Defense to Grid. Defense Grid. It's a tower defense game. Which, um, for those who don't know what a tower defense game is... Go look it up. <laughs> I was going to explain... Well, fine. Go and explain. You have a wave of things trying to get across basically the across the screen, and you have to build towers to defend. You cannot block their path. Nope. Your towers shoot things at them. Mm-hmm. And there are different types of towers, and so you have to plan... It's Plants vs. Zombies is yes. the tower defense. The basic form, Plants vs. Zombies, is a tower defense game. So, Defense Grid was something that I never even heard about until um, Dave gave me a free copy. Yep. I thought it was so good and such a fantastic game. It, it's it's a small game. It's cheap, but the graphics are ridiculously high. Yeah, I have to play on my laptop in one of the lowest forms because the graphics are so high. I mean, you're you're looking at honest-to-God 3D graphics with insane detail that you never see because you never zoom in that much. And I think, actually, if you purchase it now on Steam... I, I never actually started playing it until it was part of the uh, potato, potato pack. The potato pack. But I think, actually, if you... The story see. for it is is pretty cute. Not so much the story as, as the uh, voice acting yeah. in it. Because you have a computer partner. And without going into too much detail or too many spoilers, he's really awesome, and the the voice acting is fantastic. And uh, let's see, it's ten bucks right now on Steam. 
It actually comes with the uh, Borderlands, basically the, their first DLC pack free with the game. And then um, it also has, the, I think they're keeping in the Chaos levels, which yeah. were part of the potato pack. So if you ever wanted to play a Portal 2-themed version of a tower defense... With Gladys. With Gladys, yeah. So those are... Yeah. Oh, they also have... Th- oh, God. They're it's it's more a little packs. indie game. I gotta it's get those a little packs when I finish it, up. It's really it's, cool. Oh, wait, hey, VT left a comment about it. Let's see what he says. VT, one of our previous guests on the show, said, A well-polished tower defense game with something unexpected, a heartwarming plot line. It's interesting yep. how a skilled voice actor and a few well-written lines of dialogue can turn a game from something well-made but forgettable into something that will always stick with you as a notable and unique. So there you go, the voice actor. That sums it up for me. We should have VT write our review. <laughs> that was very elegantly put. Yeah, I it's. I want to finish the game because I want to know how the story ends. Yeah. It's one of those things like Plants vs. Zombie. After a while, I just wanted to finish the game to finish the game. But this one, I want to know... What happens. Yeah. Yeah, it's also a whole uh, scaling difficulty thing. Yeah, it's... Oh, I can't... I want to finish it. And then I got the, the story mode, hard modes, and then it's got multiple modes in there to try and... It's got yep. replay and value they, in they it. They have... So by Andy's definition, it's a multiplayer game because they have a leaderboard. Yes. Which, once I figured out how Dave was beating me on the leaderboard... Figured out? I told you. <laughs> once you told me. Let's, let's not be, No, you didn't figure it out. It's not no. like, oh, I know how to... I suddenly realized how Dave is beating me. <laughs> no, Dave told you how he's beating you. Dave is beating you by exploiting game mechanics. Yeah. So there you go, Defense Griv. Definitely a recommended purchase. Mm-hmm. It would be interesting to play it in true multiplayer form. That would be interesting to have uh, basically like um, a Dota co-op. sort of thing. No, I, I was thinking more like co-op tower defense. Oh, where you have... You're both building towers. Yeah, but... But like you can only build on a certain part, I could only build on a certain part. And so you'd have to organize between each other, and you'd only have one set of resources between the two of you. Oh, oh, that would be really bad. There you go. So you have to, you'd have to, would have to, would, would yeah. have to work together. Or one person is responsible for res- Andy. I think we've got a game started here. <laughs> one person responsible for resource collection. The other person's responsible for using them. Could work. And protecting the collector. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Huh. Okay. Anyways, random topic. Yes. Uh, random topic, I rolled ahead of time. Movies titled The X, and by The X, I'm guessing he means, or she, I'm not sure exactly who sent this to me, um, The Blank. So movies titled The Blank, I was first thing that comes to mind is The American, or maybe uh, the, the Warriors, The King's Speech, The Land Before Time, <laughs> The Bad News Bears. That was an actual movie? Yeah, it had uh, Walter Matthau in it. Okay. The Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> the Return of the Jedi. I don't know if those count, because technically the movie is Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, but everybody calls it The Empire Strikes Back. No, actually, everyone just calls it Empire, thank you. Fine then, Mr. DSN. <laughs> so what would you call Return of the Jedi? Just Return? No, it's Jedi. Jedi? Yeah, A New Hope, Empire, and Jedi. The Hurt Locker? God, it's just... There's a lot of them. <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad that 
we finally removed the from alphabetizing things because the T section would just explode if you re- didn't weren't allowed to remove the from the beginning. <laughs> There'd be more these in IMDb than anything else. <laughs> I mean, if you go back to the the like fifties and sixties horror era with all the B movies, the It Came and all that, I'm sure there are a ton of the. The House on Haunted Hill, that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Let's see how many of them are in the top 250 movies. Oh, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. The Godfather. The Shawshank Redemption. The Dark Knight. The Lord of the Rings. The Matrix. Oh. The Usual Suspects. The Silence of the Lambs. Yep. Most of the time, the is dropped, though. Hey, did you see Lord of the Rings? Oh, you're right, yeah. I watched... Well, granted, if you say, I watched The Godfather, that one makes... I just said of saying, I watched Godfather. I yeah, watched, I've not seen Godfather. I know, we keep on bringing that up. I know. I have that on DVD. I need to give that to you. No, you don't. Yes, no, yes, no, I do. Thank you, that's quite all right. The Departed, oh, that was actually a good one, I liked that. The Pianist, The Shining, The Shining. Yep. <laughs> do you want no, us to get sh- sued? No. <laughs> Oh, the sting. Oh, such... Oh. The Great right. Escape, even better. Oh, man. We should probably uh, call it, Andy. The Big Lebowski. Yes. The dude. The dude abides. <laughs> the dude in The Big Lebowski. Yep. Are you done with the thes at this point? <laughs> or you just got to keep going? The these. The, the these. The thes. The these. The, 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 the. It seems that's not actually becoming much of... I'm just thinking of the... Um, most of these are not actually recent movies. I think we've dropped away from... Using the. The, yeah. We we certainly have. I'm just thinking, like... Right, is there anything on the... T- other than The King's Speech, which was based off of a book. The American came out recently, but that was also based off of... I think that was based off of a book. Yeah, The American was a novel. So there you go. Maybe we're just getting away from... Because I'm looking at all the movies that have come out this weekend. And none of them have the something. So... The future. The change-up. Yeah. The hills are alive. With the sound of... God, it's... Now I just want to go through the entire alphabet, but I'm not going to waste the podcast doing that. Uh, Too late. No, no, I said start at A and try and see if I could get all the way through the alphabet. We could do that next time. Uh, not sure how well that would work. <laughs> well, I meant for, for the, the random topic. The random topic recap, just record. The American. David and Andy going through movies. <laughs> the Bad News Bears. I have not seen The Bad News Bears. Oh, I have. You should watch it. I can't even think of a C at the moment, so yeah, that wouldn't work. Alright. You can't think of a C? A movie that starts with C. Really? No, that's uh, the C song. Oh, the, uh, the Chasm, I think was a movie. Wasn't there one, The Cave? Ah, yes, there was The Cave. The Deer Hunter. Okay, we're done. Alright. Alright.